There may be no game this weekend for Hitchintown FC, but with the Southern League fixtures out, we're keen to get back on uh, the Countdown to Kickoff podcasting train. It's episode four. We're going to be talking all things fixtures and pre-season results of Hitchin. Losing their last three games in pre-season, there's plenty to mull over, but there's plenty of looking ahead to do as the Canaries kick off their season against Alve Church on Saturday, the 5th of August. We've got all of the dates for your diary, including some spicy local derbies over the festive period as well. Marek's been a busy, busy few days for us. and yes. A couple days off for you bit of festival action this weekend let's hope the weather cheers up yeah um fortunately all, all i'm doing is just going over and helping p- put the stuff away i'm not going to be sitting out in it so that's good but for me next week uh, we're off to glastonbury again just uh just for some healing really freddie it's been really really good for me and um we're obviously the band's playing there as well so yeah, looking forward to that next weekend but it does mean i'm going to miss the arsenal uh, mix up which is a bit of a gutter yeah, absolutely. I'm on the hunt for a, a co-commentator for that one. We'll have all of the news for that as we get it. But next week's stop fold away on Tuesday, Barton. Uh, Rovers drove through Barton the Clay last night, of course, or just around about it in the end. A nice drive down there. We'll be making that journey on Thursday. But as we said, oh. no game this weekend. So hopefully people can head out to some other football matches. I'm sure there'll be plenty of non-league friendlies. Uh, around uh, but last night then let's kick off by talking about the games we've seen so far yeah. uh, we'll go from the uh, well backwards order if you like Leighton 4 Hitchin 1 Marek um, yeah, who, who does it tell you more about Leighton or Hitchin I guess because Leighton fans they would have been so so pleased at that display last night well they they would have been buzzing wouldn't they I mean I'm still recovering from the injuries you know it's, it, that that hurt to be honest with you that hurt I was kind of expecting a little bit a little bit better I know uh, you know there's positives to be seen like when the when the um the academy side came on they actually got played better um up against it but I've, uh, to answer your question Freddie I think it says a, a lot more about Leighton than it does about us we know what Hitchin are capable of doing um but that really did surprise me those two bad boys up front for them they're going to score some bangers this year yeah hat trick for Albie Hall Mark Burke sort of casually told us in our interview after we, we've had an <laughs> eye on him and we're going to keep an eye on him and his strike partner Jake Watkinson, um, who I, I can imagine are probably quite happy at Leighton, to be fair to them, making the move over from Newport Pagnell, both of them with excellent goal scoring records. And there's something about just having two classical strikers who know each other's game. They're physical. They bully defenders. We said it midway through the commentary. Yeah. As a defender, those are the strikers you hate playing against. And in a Hitchin defence that, that didn't seem full of confidence, there's a trialist in there. There's some youngsters in there. Yeah. They were just bullied. It was too easy. Yeah, it was a little bit too easy for them. Stan still got his mind in the in the red card uh, at uh, at Stevenage. So. Uh, uh, to be to be fair, he gave away a penalty. Um, very unlike Stan. The last couple of games, we'll get into it a bit more detail. But uh, yeah, so there you go. You got a trialist. You got Stan, who hasn't got his head in the game, and um, uh, I, I forget who the other one was. Actually, to be fair, that's how that's how grand it was. Trialist Day was one of them, and then Lewis Barker, who had who had just come in after that injury. So right, always going to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, even Bert, you saw Berkey uh, having a having a bit of a shout at Lewis Barker uh, as he ran past him on the sideline. We we didn't sort of get into what that was about with him, but uh, I'm guessing it's because they've got a certain formula to stick to, and uh, and he weren't he was all over the place as well, weren't he? Really? 
difficult evening uh, for the Canaries. As you say, though, ended up with 10 development squad players on the pitch and then Charlie Horlock in goal. And in uh, the second half, essentially, the scoreline was 1-0 uh, to Leighton Town. Uh, and one of those development squad players, uh, Jeremiah um, Luero, getting our ID net HDFC radio man of the match. There were some good displays uh, as well as him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There really was. I mean, it was it was tough. We had uh, Harry Silver as well. Uh, Henry Silver, sorry, uh, sorry, Henry. Um, he, I thought he came on. He had a great game as well. Um, it, even um, there was a defender that came on that uh, that looked pretty sharp as well. The number twenty. Can't remember his name. Um, but, yeah, well, we're not even sure of the team sheet at this point, but yeah. plenty of promise. And um, the new manager, uh, surname Valentine, I forget his first name, and then uh, Mark Campbell and Berkey mentioned as well, a former Canary is going to be joining as part of the coaching staff, a UEFA B license coach, I think. Yeah. Uh, Mark, so that full interview is up on our, our, our Instagram and Twitter. So do go and have a listen to what Mark Burke had to say. It was a, yeah, great uh, an interesting one, but hmm. good to see that the likes of Mark were there actively involved in the coaching setup and and, and one thing we must say as well is that last night with the development squad, I don't think it was planned. I think it was a result of the Stevenage game in terms of having to rotate, having to give players the night off. A number of key players, you know, were sitting at home, um, not part of that game. As we said in the build-up, it was still a strong hitch in first 11, but everyone on the bench with probably the exception of Josh Mollison, who who didn't see any action, no. were part of that development squad. But as we said, the, the damage done in that first half, the defence being tor- torn apart, really. A couple of headed goals, one from the penalty spot, one a little lucky, the ball bouncing back out uh, to Hall. Um, but Hitchin, there will be a lot of, for them to mull over, you think. And as we said, with Stockfold up next, you're going to face similar challenges, you know, looking at... You know, the likes of Henry Snee and Connor Vincent up front, former Canaries. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier from now. And we made that very clear last night, but it was certainly a very good Leighton side. And the second they clicked, because it took them a little while, first game under their new manager. But Hitchin seems like they're almost being thrown in the deep end, but they shouldn't be. Right. So uh, to answer to, to answer the first part of that, um it's it's excellent that they've pulled in um, Mr. Valentine uh, from Letchworth uh, and also Mark Campbell. That's long overdue. Mark's been working so hard with youth football all his life, you know, and uh, and now let's hope that this is a little bit of a breakthrough. And more importantly, it's really important for the development squad that's there because it gives them a place, it gives them a home, it gives them a mission and a goal to aim for. It's not like, OK, well, we've done under 18s now. What do we do? Um, you can you can progress forward and push forward and you can get some some first team time you know look at look at the boys they came on and they made an excellent account of themselves and for the development squad itself um, by ha- being the better team if you ask me uh, they certainly uh, they certainly ha- flew the flag for hitching that night um, definitely and um, yeah with with regard to um, you know missing players and things like that it 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 was still a good squad. We looked at that team sheet and we thought, you know, yeah, OK, this is great. Unfortunately, we lost Gouveia, which I think played a big part of it um, as well. Uh, mm. You know, when he went off, he went off early to, to a little niggle, didn't he? But uh, yeah, I'd rather keep him nice and fit and safe. So it's not all it's not all blues. One final thing on the development squad is I do look at players actually over the last few years who come up through the academy, sort of reach their peak there. And they... Yeah 
they've either sat on the bench of the first team or they've gone out on loan, they've continued to progress and then they've been taken on permanently maybe by these step four, step five, step six hmm. clubs. And I think a few, you know, excellent players have slipped through the net essentially and, and maybe yeah. the development squad is actually more to keep these guys as Hitchin players. Some of them will go out on loan as well, but I think probably some talent has been lost where we haven't yeah. been able to bridge this gap. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, we we one of them got yesterday got our man of the match award. Um, Jermaine is is his name Jermaine? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. My my brain's not what it used to be. <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah. So he he's he's proving the fact. Like, I mean, he he was pacey. Was a nuisance. Pace pacey guy. He was he was getting in the box, getting himself about, uh, and and just generally making a nuisance of himself, which I felt that we lacked with the first with the first half. You know, I know. Listen, Sneelis get in there and he'll cause little bits of problems and stuff like that but it's um, he's an experienced player this is a young man at a development squad he's come on he's done the same job that, that, that Jack was doing we just unfortunately didn't find the net couple more first team players then um, George Devine Charlie Miller how would you assess how they played 80 minutes for George which we were all delighted yep. for and and for Charlie Miller as well uh, it was just great to see him get the uh, get the time you know under their belt and um yeah, Divine looks good. He was he's just again. He's just lacking that little bit of sharpness. You know, he was he was allowing himself too much time to bring the ball down on his chest. I saw it four or five times uh, to try and and then steady himself to take on a shot. You ain't got that kind of time. He knows it. Um, but he, it's nice to see him getting back to to, to what he can do because that's 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 going to start to snap soon. Uh, Charlie Miller, I thought he put in a great performance. I really did. I think um, I think there might be something in that one. Yeah, he did sign forms then towards the end of last season anyway, and there's potentially a, a player Hitchin are going to be looking at, at giving another go. Still plenty more games to come in this pre-season. Um, yeah. It has been the first time Hitchin lost their opening three pre-season games in nine years now. The Canaries losing to Luton, Wildston, Stevenage uh, and Barnet before beating Ware in pre-season uh, of 2013. They would not like to lose four in a row, Marek, mainly not because really. of who that would come up against. Brett Donnelly and his stopfold side, he is going to have them fired up and ready to go. Right, he'll be saying they they can't even they can't even beat Leighton. But I mean, let's let's look at that a minute, right? Leighton was on paper the easier one of the two, wasn't it? You're starting with Luton Town, you're starting with a full Stevenage first team, and then you've got Leighton, you know, and they're the yeah. ones that have spanked us. Yeah, absolutely. We and, was unlucky at Luton uh, when Luton came yeah. over, and and then the Stevenage one, who is uh, surrounded by that controversy or uh, the, the of the sending off, you know, which we deemed as come on ref, it's a it's a friendly, sure, it's a red card, he's off, but bring someone else on. We know the story there, um, and yeah. and and Leighton are the ones that, are, that have turned us over. So um, Brett Donnelly will be thinking, listen, boys, they're 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 up for a, a beating <laughs> if we want to give it to them. Yeah. Uh... A strange old game. It was a smash and grab, really, from Leighton, who were able to just control the second half after Albie Hall completed his hat-trick uh, in, in the 47th minute. The penalty, you know, opened up the floodgates a little bit and there you know, were sort of individual errors after that one from trial this day. Um, yeah. I think leading towards Watkinson's goal when he hit the post and then, then crossed it in for the, the second opportunity. Um, and it did feel suddenly what on earth is going on because for 20, 25 minutes, Hitchin were, were playing some good stuff. Bell and Edie were getting forward down yeah. the flank, sneaks and curled that shot. Why didn't he? Yeah. And the Gouverneur injury as well, you know, That's when it is a player, it, it is going to, 
you know, take a bit of life out of the team because they know what he's been through. Wasn't a nice tackle early on. He was able to continue. There was one more little coming together that was neither of them's fault. But yeah, and that that did really slow the game down, especially a player as good as him, as we said. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and that's where I think it started to go a little bit sort of a uh, little bit wrong, really. Not that the uh, number fourteen that came on trialist B, as he became affectionately known on air, because um, he came on and actually uh, bagged a goal for himself. But it's just like you say, it's that it's that oh we've lost Guvea. Oh my God. You know, hope it's not a serious injury, but we did see him uh, make a return to the pitch a little later on and uh, he, he looked okay. Yeah. Mark Burke, not too worried about Diogo Guvea's injury. I think we've probably gone into enough detail on the Luton and Stevenage games uh, by Certainly now. Have. So let's talk uh, fixtures. JLR Auto Care, the one-stop auto shop to keep you on the road. Friendly, knowledgeable staff are here to help. Call us now on 01462 420999, the emergency service for your car. Visit us at Units 8 to 9, Wilbury Court, Wilbury Way, Hitchin, keeping it local. So then, Hitchin will kick off their summer league season against Alf Church Marek, a repeat of the game in September 2020, a 5-1 win for the Canaries and three years later that wouldn't be a bad way to start the season especially if we if we get trounced for the rest of pre-season as well I think you'd probably take that <laughs> no listen man we, this revenge is best served cold and um, when we I remember a time not too long ago when we won all of our pre-season games and had the worst start uh, that we've had in God knows how many years so you know although I'm grumpy and, mo- and moody about it I don't like to lose man that's just me you know what I mean um, but the season starts at Old, Old Church coming to visit us and um, and we have to be we have to be bang up for that and we have to give them a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, Hitchum are excellent uh, against Old Church in that away game last season in April, winning by three goals to one all over them uh, in that game. Sneelis, Gouveia and Wilkinson were just on fire, all of those on the score sheet. But that game in 2020... Kicking things off at top field, a brace from Callum Stead. It was Lane Eady, actually, who gave the Canaries a lead from the penalty spot. After, and then there was that red card for all churches. Mm. Zach Foster for throwing the ball at a fan and then boosting right. it at the ref That's after the red card right. was yeah. raised. So any kind of drama like that would be much it. appreciated to, to kick things off. And Hitchin, you know, we talked to Mark Burke about the fixtures he looks for. Um, start and end of the season, both at home. All of church at home, Saturday, 5th of August. Um, Stourbridge at home. Uh, at the end of April to finish things off. Very, very rare that you get the first and last game at home. That could really play into Hitchens' hands. Yeah, it could be nice, couldn't it? Let's hope that we don't actually need the points from the from the last game of the season. But uh, hey, for the terms of excitement, yeah, let's let's uh, hope it's a very crucial, uh, very crucial game indeed for us. A busy start to the season. Of course, you can almost factor in that Royston game and the Hearts Charity Cup. Uh, on July 29th is when it really gets underway a week before the Old Church game. We are, of course, going to have the FA Cup, the FA Trophy, Hearts Charity Cup and Hearts Senior Cup all to come this season. We'll be having FA Youth Cup commentaries in August as well. We mentioned it briefly last night, Hitchin taking on Arsley Town week commencing uh, Monday the 14th uh, of September. So uh, a couple months today, actually, that game. But six games in August, starting at home to Old Church, as we said, trips to Long Eaton United, Needham Market, and then home to St Ives, away to Mickleover, then at home to Royston. 
Uh, as people will know, I'm off to the University of Derby in September, mid-September. Two Derbyshire teams, Long Eaton United, Mickelover. I think it's a 20, 30-minute walk from my halls or a little bus journey. Both of the games happening before I go up there. What's the point anymore? That's, that's disgusting, really. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, that's, that's worse than it in the post, that is. That's, that's way over. The fixture gods not smiling down on us, uh, no. unfortunately. Uh, but as I say, uh, we'll be able to do uh, as many of the games as we possible this season. You'll be doing a lot of the home ones. I'll be doing a lot of the away ones. Obviously, when I get Absolutely. the Arsenal women fixtures as well, I'll be able to coordinate things a little more and really put some firm dates in the diary. Um, we're going to play Royston twice in a month, of course, in League and Cup. And the league game, I'm going to come into that very fresh-faced after four nights on the bounce at Reading Festival to come in and do a commentary. We look forward to that one. Um, and then Royston again away on Boxing Day. Hitchin obviously lost that fixture last season but it's becoming a real real strong rivalry isn't it the canaries and the crows yeah mate it is the a505 derby as we call it on htfc radio um it's gonna be in it it's a it's a it's a personal one for me too with it with my my father used to live literally right in front of the ground you know what i mean you can see the game from his kitchen window so um, that that's kind of got a little personal touch for me too. Um, they did box us up on Boxing Day, but um, like I say, revenge is best served. And what better time to do it than Boxing Day? Festive fixtures falling on the exact days uh, as well this year, which they didn't. They were a day later than Boxing Day and New Year's, but this time Tuesday the 26th, uh, Royston away of December, and then January the 1st, New Year's Day 2024, hitching at home to newly promoted Berkhamsted. The league's keeping the fixtures local and we'll see some big crowds of both of those. Well, Berkhamsted, they, they, their name's going to ring a bell and it's going to be a big old dongy Quasimodo bell in our ears, isn't it? Didn't they just sort of, uh, they just given us a bit of a beating in the cup, wasn't it? Yeah, and that cut Hart Senior Cup final, so hitched another one there. Uh, looking for revenge. Um, a couple of new grounds to visit. Sudbury, uh, Stamford, Kettering, I think a few fans will have done before. Leamington uh, as well. And then the big one, the longest trip really in the Midlands direction anyway, AFC Telford United yeah. uh, away. That's going to be uh, in late November. I'll be able to hopefully jump across and do that one, which is where my position up in the Midlands is going to be quite handy this season. Very strategic, hopefully. yeah. Strategically placed Cardi right at the right time. Absolutely. So the fixtures uh, in full then. I went through them for August, September, Saturday the 9th, Redditch United away, Monday the 11th, Nuneaton home, Saturday 23rd, Barwell home, Tuesday 26th, Kettering away, uh, and Saturday the 30th, Stratford away. October, Saturday the 14th is Colville at home, the 21st, Bromsgrove away, Monday the 23rd, Sudbury home, and Saturday the 28th, Leyston home. November, uh, four Saturdays in a row, the fourth is Hales Owen away, then Stamford at home, Stourbridge away, and the big one, Telford United away. Busy month in December and over the festive periods, the 2nd of December, Leamington at home. Uh, a week after that, Redditch at home as well, then a trip to Cambridgeshire, uh, the following Saturday to face St Ives before being back home against Mickelover on Christmas Eve Eve, as people like to, to call it. Boxing Day, as we said. Uh, Royston away, Tuesday the 26th. Burkamp said on New Year's uh, Day will be at home. And then uh, the big trip up on Saturday the 6th to Nuneaton Borough. Saturday the 13th, Long Eaton United at home. The 20th uh, is Alvechurch away 
uh, and then Kettering Town at home on Saturday the 27th. Last few months now, uh, four consecutive Saturdays in February. It'll be Barwell away, uh, Stratford home, Colville away and Bromsgrove home. In March, Saturday the 2nd, Sudbury uh, away, one of the new grounds to visit. And another one will be Leamington uh, the, on Saturday the 16th, two weeks later. Uh, that's away as well. 23rd is Telford at home and then the 30th is Needham Market at home. April then is the reverse fixture against Burr Campstead. We'll be making the journey down there. Uh, that'll be Monday the 1st of April. April falls. Saturday the 6th, Leiston away. The Another long trip. Saturday the 13th, Hales Owen at home. The final two games, Saturday the 20th, uh, away to Stamford AFC and then finishing it at home. Uh, against Stourbridge. Any new grounds, new games? Any, what stands out for you? What what caught your eye straight away when you look through the fixtures? Berkhamsted. <laughs> yeah. you, you want that revenge already after that penalty shootout defeat? I, I do, yeah. Definitely desperate for that one. Uh, Sudbury could be a nice one as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure we passed through there um, not too long ago, actually. Um so, yeah, I mean, they're the ones that kind of jump out for me. Uh, another one that jumps out for me is a team that we've had a little bit of under-18s trouble against, and that was Kettering Town. Um, so we'll look forward to that one. Yeah, Kettering, one of three teams dropping down. Uh, from step two, so those are the fixtures in full. Of course, there'll be many of those postponements, reshuffles when the FA Cup and trophy and everything uh, comes to town but as we say a couple more commentaries for us busy week again next week no game this weekend Stopfold is a 7.45 kickoff on Tuesday two days later after that Barton Rovers it's the earlier time of 7 o'clock and then the Dan Webb testimonial Arsenal under 18s 3pm uh, a week on Saturday make sure you get your tickets for that all money going towards uh, Dan Webb's testimonial fund and if you can't of Brilliant. course uh, you can join uh, us on HTFC Radio Marek have a lovely weekend we will see you at, I'm sure, the windy and rainy new Roker Park on Tuesday. Absolutely. I will be there. <laughs>